0: Thank you for joining us this month for Bill Purvis Leadership. In today's lesson, we'll talk about the necessity of change and how the Apostle Paul is a great example of how pursuing change can help you excel in leadership. All right, I wanna welcome you to BPL today and tell you that I'm really glad that you're here and uh, excited about what we're gonna share today because I wanna talk to you today about, about change, okay? About losing the fear of change. Uh, lately, I've been speaking to different people and uh, whether it be in a group or whether it be in just a one-on-one conversation, I keep hearing people that will say, well, you know, how do you make that change or what's it going to cost me to make that change? And it just seems that change sometimes becomes this great big wall of fear that prevents a lot of people from being able to accomplish what they want. And so I want to help you today to learn some things about it. I remember years ago, I saw a statement by Bruce Barton. And the statement was, when you're through changing, you're through. And I thought about that through the years. I would, write, In fact, I wrote that statement down by him back then and, and thought, he is so right, and I want to remember that forever. Now, the, uh, the, the key is going to be learning about change and how to do it. And so I'll, I'll give you a quick Bible character of somebody that, that I think really did it well, if you look at his life. The Apostle Paul. Remember in Philippians chapter three, when Paul would write, he was talking about his faith and way it's changed. and He said, uh, forgetting those things which lie behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. And then he goes on and says that what he's looking for, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And that was what he was p- pursuing. But he mentioned in those, those two opening statements there, he mentioned the way that change starts. You know, It's forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. And and that's what change is. Uh, Sidney Harris one time said this, he said, our dilemma is that we hate change and we love it at the same time. What we want is for the things to remain the same, but to get better. And uh, and that's true. Uh, it's just it's just our nature. It's it's who we are, okay? But at the same time, what we've gotta do is learn how since change is gonna be here, you know, change will not, it's, it's not going away at all, in fact, uh, two basic rules of life are change is inevitable, and two is that everybody resists change at some point, and, and we do. So it'd be best if we're going to experience it to figure out what to do with it, okay? So let me give you some thoughts about it today. One is, why do people change? You know, why do they change? And, and if we ask why, we can f- pinpoint the reasons. That I think there's two basic reasons. Number one is, they hit bottom hard enough they have to. Now, that's called a crisis, um, in a crisis, that's that's about eighty percent of most people, and 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 so when they hit the bottom, that's when they start considering and thinking about changes. And sometimes they really do change. By the way, so many times you'll discover some people really have changed when they hit the wall or hit bottom. So the change was helpful. In fact, we call those this changes that change you. You know, and there are there are certain changes that change you. Okay. Uh, And we know whether death, a death of a spouse or a loved one, uh, it will change you. Um, A a job dismissal, if you're terminated, uh, it will, it will change you. Um, You know, betrayal, when you've got a friend that you thought was your friend and you trusted in them and relied upon them and come to find out that they were using you for something that will, that, that, that kind of betrayal will change you. A health issue, if you go to the doctor, the doctor says, Hey, that's a uh, that that's a that's a, a you know a bad report doesn't look good well that will change some things in our lifestyle of where we are and so um you know relationships when a, when a marriage starts to hit the bumps and we begin to wonder do we love one another and is there a better life outside of this marriage well those kind of things when you go through a divorce that's uh, that's you know that, that's a relationship or a change that changes you so many people change when they hit bottom hard enough to have to and then people change for another reason though. They change because they learn enough that they want to. They, they're they not content to stay the same. They they, they say there's something I want and, and and if that person can achieve it, I can. And there's a place or a, a, something I want to provide for those I love and if I can reach that level. And so there, there are many people that they learn enough they want to. Uh, they see a need and say, I want to help that cause. Or there's a There's a circumstance or a problem in the world that I can solve and they see that need and they wanna grow into it, learn enough. So you you change because you hit bottom hard enough you have to, you change because you learn enough that you want to, okay? Now, if I'm leading change, I have gotta understand some things and that is that that by and large, um, uh, not everybody changes at the same speed. You know, I I used to think everybody ought to change at my speed and I've realized they don't. Some people change faster than me, some people change slower than me. If they're analytical, if they're, if they're very structured, if they're highly conservative, chances are good that they will change a little slower. They need information and they need time. They don't want to be pushed. They want to process it. And then there are other people that don't process anything. They just kind of jump and never, never consider anything. So, so there's a balance there, but you've got to understand that not everyone changes at the same speed. And, and so understanding that will help you. Now, I think leaders need to change uh, a little faster. I think if the leader's the slowest one to change, he's not the leader or she's not the leader. Um, the, you, ch- leaders tend to change quicker, probably because of experience in the past or because of uh, just seeing around the corners or that's what makes them a leader. Okay. Now, the, uh, the third question I'd, I'd come along with and, and ask is why do people resist change? Why is it that we fear it or hold back from it? and And I think it's because we see it as negative. I think we, I don't, I think we don't see it in a positive light. So let me help you to put change in a positive light. Think of change now as exchange. It is not just change. It's not losing something. You know, there's always in change, there's that cost and loss issue. You know, what's it going to cost me? And then what am I going to lose? And so if I can, if I can grab hold of the thought that this is an exchange, it's going to cost me something, but look what I'm going to gain. And yes, I'm going to lose something, but look what I'm going to obtain. If I can, if I can grab that and embrace that, that helps me. So, uh, look at the change in the light or through the lens of exchange. We're about to improve. We're about to do better. Okay. Now, by the way, there's a lot more I could say just on that part right there. I'm going to talk to you for a second about how to lead change. But Before I do, I'll tell you something that I want to promote for a minute. I've got a book coming out on March the 22nd, 2016. And the title of it is called Make a Break for It. That's all about transformation and change. So there's so much in there that I've never shared before. Uh, dozens and dozens of illustrations I've never shared. I've always kept them silent just for this moment. It's about a 14-year process of just writing and putting it aside and thinking it through. I always thought I'm only going to write, you know, one book that'll go public. And uh, this is the book. And it's called Make a Break for It. It starts with my testimony. And there's a reason for it. My goal is to reach people that, uh, that don't know God. So I want you to help me with this, okay? Uh, two, two goals with this book. One is to inspire people. I want to encourage. And I, it goes to my testimony, my life, my upbringing, my, my journey, and then lessons I've learned at each phase of it. So that's why we call it Make a Break for It. And it's to encourage and inspire. But I also want it to be used as a tool to reach people. And that's the only reason. So there's not really any you know, benefits to me on this. Uh, the truth is, 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 it's really about just reaching people. So if you have a friend that doesn't know God or somebody you've been praying for, or somebody that you care about like that, and um, and you think it can help, here's what I suggest. Get a book for yourself to inspire you, but get one for them and put it in their hand and ask them to read it. First chapter will will be gripping. And if they'll read that book, then you can come back as a conversation piece. And you can say, let's talk about that or what'd you, what'd you learn or what'd you think and open the door for you to witness to them. That was the whole motive behind writing it was how do I put something in the hands of people that they can use to be able to reach the people they love. So, and by the way, here's the good news. You can you can pre-order it right now. Uh, I just was notified that you can go to Amazon or Barnes & Noble, Books Million, you can pre-order it right now and you'll be getting one of the first copies, okay? And I'm going to try to even sign all the first copies I can get my hands on that come my way or if anybody has one, if you'll come to me, I'll be glad to glad to do that for you. But here's here's what I encourage you. Go, pre-order it at one of those uh, places. Make a break for it. Bill Purvis. That's going to deal with a lot with change. Let me now mention, how do you lead change? Suppose you're the leader and you've got to lead people to change. That's It's not easy. Uh, it's one of the most challenging things because... Because of the way people view change, and and so you're going to have to learn how do I lead them, and different ones lead different levels and different ways. Um, leading leaders is a whole different deal. I'm going to do a whole lesson on that one day about just leading leaders because that's a there's a different way. But if you're leading change overall in an organization, in a home, in your own life, here's where it starts. Internal change always precedes external change. That is, the the change that you do on the inside. Um, the, the mindset changing that the change from your, your, uh, desire to hold on to, I'm going to make the change. All of those changes start with you. Okay. So you've got to make change in your own life first. That's the internal change. And, and, and you'll find, you know, I used to think I just knew so much. And now I think, gosh, I, I may know something for the moment, but it seems like the next corner or the next quarter of my life or the next season there's changes I have to keep making if I want to keep growing, and uh, and so I'm discovering that this is a never-ending process. All right, so I need to learn to embrace it so I can enjoy it. And I think the same is true of you. So uh, that the uh, understand along that line that the change starts first on the inside. Now, if I'm leading others to change, the more value I've added into their life, the easier it's going to be to help them change. See, if I've had people I've been on the journey with and I've done things for and they trust me and they've seen the track record that I care about them. Then when I get ready to make change, they've already bought in because they say, I've been with you. I know you. You've not led me wrong. And so you've, you've got what you call change. John Maxwell used to say you can't make change or lead change um, if, you, or if you don't uh, have change. And it's true. It, and what he means is you've got to have some credibility with people before they're gonna let you change their life or, or, or trust you. So that's part. Now, uh, that when you have to understand, just because people didn't buy in quickly doesn't mean that they don't love you or trust you, but you just haven't reached that level yet where you can help them change. So that you ought to see that as a positive. That That's a help that lets you know where people are. Now, here's what happens though. We have to understand that change really is essential, that change is inevitable. This world is changing, so we have to change with it oftentimes just to stay afloat. You know, if you walk out, I live in Georgia where there's four seasons. And if I walk out probably any month on any given month, the trees, the leaves, everything around has changed, the colors, the, 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 you know, all about it. So, um, the world is not going to stop and, and it's going to continue to, to, to make changes. And you and I, in every area, we're going to have to evaluate, do I need to make some changes, but that'll help you that, that keeps you in the leadership role. Okay. Now, Here's what I also would notice. If I'm going to lead other people to change, I've got to be, I've got to communicate clearly the 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 need for it. You know, I've got to communicate to him like Nehemiah when he said, do you see the mess we're in? Because a lot of people have learned to live with the mess we're in and they just haven't had it pointed out. And so you can, it's your job to point out how it's better, not by belittling them, but to point out how it's better because We've just kind of neglected, or we've not noticed, and and uh, we can do better. And so you, you point out the problem to start with, and then you communicate the positive sides of what the change can do. That's when you begin to realize to them, or or make them realize that that we we don't want to accept anything less than excellence. Our goal around here is to be the best we can be in every area. So whenever we see something broken or not working like it should be, then you know, we have to change. I mean, change for us is going to be very easy because what drives us is being effective at the best we we can be. Now, those are the things I think will help you. Now, I also say along the line, if I'm leading change, I need the right people on my team around me. Uh, when I look back, every big change we've made or good change we've made, generally, I had the right people around me. And every one of those changes that, that maybe didn't didn't come off as good as we wanted Generally, it's because I had people around me that either weren't all bought in or, um, or didn't believe in it as much or didn't support it as much. And so the bigger the change, the better the team you need around you, okay? Uh, you may, you need to make sure the wagon that you're wanting to pull has the right horses to pull it, okay? When, when we think about it, though, here's what I say. Um, a lot of people I know spend their life thinking, okay, I need to make a change, make a change, and they'll go out and make a change. that doesn't matter, okay? So you don't want to make a change that doesn't make a change, Okay. Uh, and you don't want to change, you know, just for the sake of change. That's not productive. Uh, you, but you have to understand, I'm going to, I'm going to continue to reach the mission. My mission's never going to change. But my structures and systems and uh, my mindset is going to change. It's going to change many times. Sometimes I'm going to have to look at my belief systems and see are they really intact and why I believe what I believe. I'm going to have to look at my values and say, do I have the right ones at this point in this stage of my life? You're going to have to evaluate a whole lot about yourself as you make those changes. But you need to look at the change and say, uh, as I as I pursue this change, my mission, if I had it right, will not change. But all the systems around it may be uh, changed. Now, I, I like how Paul did that. The Apostle Paul said this. He said, um, talking about his uh, his life and where he was at and where he was going to. know what he's pursuing. He said, I become all things to all men that I might by all means win some. And I love what he was saying. He was saying, my mission is to win some. Okay. My mission, I already forgot what's behind me and, uh, and pressing forward to what I'm going to do for my future. And I, I want you to know at this stage that I want to win some, he said, but I'll become all things to all men that I might. And he's saying there that, my systems are going to change. I've got to, I may, I may have to identify with certain cultures. I may have to know more about certain climates. I have to be in different environments and I'm willing to make some adaptions without compromising the mission. I'm still going for the mission. And that's what he was doing. And I think that's how you look at change. You you decide, Will this change help me accomplish the mission better? Okay. Now, let me close by asking three questions, really important questions. Okay. Number one, what needs to be changed in your own life to give you the results that you want? What is it that needs to be changed in your own life to give you the results that you want? Write that down, think about what you want, and then look at what change would I have to make to get there? Number two, what needs to change in your home or your finances or your job? Or your organization, what needs to change in those areas that will give you the results you want? If you look at any of that, you say, "My organization needs to be doing this, or my job needs to be performing at this level, or my home needs to look like this, or my finances need to look like that." Write it down. Then write what needs to change in in that area for you to get what you want. And then the last thing I'll ask you is this question: um, What needs to change in your life spiritually for you to get the results you want? If you look at your life and say, "You know, I..." I want to ratchet it up a notch. I want to go a little further. I really want to have more peace and more centeredness and I want to be more connected with God. Then what is it you need to change? And if you can write that down, think about that, that's the starting place. So my hope is that you'll decide that I am going to make the right change. If you make the right change, I promise you, you'll get the right result. Let me pray with you for a moment. Father, thank you for all your your grace, your wisdom your insights. Help us to apply them today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this lesson. This month's lesson is a great reminder of what honor does for you, and that developing honor is important to long-term fulfillment. Have a great month.